Bruchem Aboem. Welcome everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to the Kalal Agra de Pirka. Monday afternoon national shir. I want to welcome everybody who's joining this afternoon. We have an amazing and timely topic. Of course, on everyone's mind is the situation that Klai finds itself in. We're moving closer to the finish line. We're in the fourth exile where our we have uh, many sources that the fourth exile is a dual exile, Galus Edom, Galus Yishmael. Reb Chaim Vital tells us before the coming of Mashiach, we're subject to the Galus Yishmael. And we're going to learn today about the origins of Yishmael. I want to take the opportunity, Bezos Hashem, we're uh, coming out imminently with a sefer on the great Tana, Rabbi Meir Balhanes, and the eternal love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Klal Yisrael. Actually, a few years ago, it was published in Lashon HaKodesh. It's actually just reprinted this week in Lashon HaKodesh. But it's coming out imminently in English if anybody wants to participate. Actually, it's already available for pre-order on Artscroll. So uh, please let us know. Today we're going to learn about the origins of Yishmael. Let's begin with the Gemara and Brachais. Amar Rav Yochanan, Mishum Rav Shen Bar Yechai. Rav Yochanan said the name of Rashbi. It is forbidden for a person to fill up his mouth with laughter in this world. In other words, one is allowed to be happy, rejoice, smile, laugh, but one's laughter has to be somewhat curtailed. He cannot fill up his whole mouth. Then our mouths will be filled with laughter. And our tongue with song. When? When the Gentiles will say, Higdil Hashem Laasois God has done greatly with these. In other words, now in this world, we are not licensed to fill up our mouth with laughter. But the day will come when our, we will be able to fill up our mouth with laughter even in this world. We have to wait until the coming of Mashiach. Says the Gemara, Amru alav al Reish Lakish. They said about Reish Lakish, Shemiyamav loy malais chayk piv ba'elamazat. That in his whole life, he never laughed fully in this world. Michishame me Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi. When he heard this teaching from Rabbi Yochanan, that's why um, I try not to make uh, so many jokes. And even when I do make jokes, I try to make sure that they're not so good. Because if I would really tell you my good jokes, you'd fall off your chair. And you'd be in violation of the Gemara that That's why many of you don't show your face on the Zoom. Why? Because I know you're just laughing at all my jokes, and you don't want to publicly show that you're So I'm just giving you. Everybody could come out of hiding, and uh, because don't worry, I'm very conscious of that, and I have a special book of jokes. And let's say my top two tiers, I don't, I only use on uh, very special occasions. But otherwise, um, you don't have to be concerned. Anyway, this is the Gemara. The Gemara tells us that Rish Lakish never fully laughed in uh, this world. So the Ben Yoyada, the Ben Eshchai, in his commentary on the Gemara, asks the following question. He says, is this a chidush that Rish Lakish didn't laugh when... Um, he didn't completely laugh in this world. Is that a novelty? 
And when Rabbi Yochan taught it to him, then uh, he he observed it. Of course, certainly Reish Lakish observed everything that Rabbi Yochanan taught him. All Milsa de Chasidusa, certainly Reish Lakish observed. What's the big chiddush that Reish Lakish was careful when he learned from Rabbi Yochanan not to fill up his mouth with laughter? This is the question of the Sefer Magadim Chadashim. Magadim Chadashim is a beautiful Sefer. It's written by Rabbi Yoel Weiss. He's a Yushalmi Yid. He lives on Ruchayv Shmuel Hanavi. He wrote Svarim Al Hatayra, Amasachta Brachais, Chagiga, and Mayikatan. Megadim Chadashim. Okay, so let's l- learn a little bit about Rish Lakish. We know that Rish Lakish was a very interesting origins. The Gemara tells us a story about uh, the beginnings of Rish Lakish, the Gemara in Bab that one day um, Rabbi Yochan was bathing in the Jordan River. I don't know if now is a good time to do that, but at the time it was safe to do that. He was bathing in the Jordan. And Reish Lakish jumped after him. The reason Reish Lakish jumped after him is because Rabbi Yochanan was a very handsome man. In fact, it's uh, possibly he didn't have uh, a beard. And he looked like a woman. And Reish Lakish jumped after him. And uh, Rish Lakish was a mighty bandit. And when Rish Lakish jumped into the river, Rabbi Yochanan said, You should use your strength for Taira. So Rish Lakish turns back to Rabbi Yochanan and he says, You should use your good looks for women. Either it means he should have been a woman. You know, you look so handsome, you should have been a woman. Or you should lose, use your good looks to be able to Take advantage of Taivas Nashim. So I don't know how many Rabbanim could have uh, recovered from a comment like that. You know, that's not something that uh, Rabbi Yochanan probably heard every day. But Rabbi Yochanan didn't beat an eyelash. If you do tshuva, I'll let you marry my sister. Right? That's the one way to take care of the Shidduch crisis. Where you take anybody, you know, you, you willing to give your relative to anybody... Uh, on the street, in, uh, as an incentive that they should do tshuva. Okay, but obviously Rabbi Yochanan saw some kind of redeeming quality in Rish Lakish, and Rish Lakish accepted the the challenge. He accepted to apply himself to learning. He wanted to jump out of the river to get his clothing. He couldn't do it anymore. The fact that he accepted to learn, that itself weakened him. He learned Chumash, he learned Mishnah, he tried, and he became a Gavra Rabba. One day, Rav Yochan and were having a, deba- a debate in the base matters. They were learning about various weapons, swords, spears, different uh, sickles, and the question is, when are they makabel toma? Yoch- so the halacha is a kli is makabel toma when it's nigmara malachdan when they're when it's completed. So the shaila is when are these tools considered nigmara malachdan? Rav Yochanan says when they are um, when they are purified in the furnace. That's when they're complete. Rish Lakish says, no, anybody knows anything about weapons, knows that weapons are not complete, not after they're purified in the furnace, but rather they need to have mayim on them. They need to be sprinkled with water. When they're sprinkled with water, they have a gleam, and they're more frightful. So Rish Lakish says, ah, Rabbi Yochan says, ah, Rish Lakish, I see you haven't forgotten the tools of your trade. Lista, belista, nusa, yada, a robber knows his tools of being a bandit. 
So Rosh Lakish was very insulted. Rabbi Yochan, that's that's how you think of me. After all the years I applied myself to learning, you consider me a, a still a bandit. And Rish Lakish was very upset and hurt by these comments. He said, "What did I gain out of this whole thing? I used to be the rabbi of the bandits. I used to be the head of the bandits, and now I'm a chief rabbi. But I didn't gain anything. You know, I should have stayed in my own old profession. If I can't extricate myself from you, Rish Lakish, from you, Rabbi Yochan, considering me a bandit, then what did I gain out of this whole thing?" So says the Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan says, "What do you mean? What you gain out of this thing? You gain big time." Now you, I brought you tachas kamte yeshchina. I brought you close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So the Gemara says that <coughs> Rabbi Yochanan felt bad that Reish Lakish did not have a greater appreciation for what Rabbi Yochanan did for him. Now here's the thing, friends: you don't want to make a chacham feel bad. A chacham, he's partners with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You don't want to hurt his feelings. You're playing with fire. So because Reish Lakish caused Rabbi Yochanan's feelings to be hurt, Reish Lakish became deathly ill. And his wife, the sister of Rabbi Yochanan, came and begged Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, please spare my children from being Yisoyimim. Rabbi Yochanan said, no, big deal, God will take care of them. She said, spare me from being an Almana. He said, God will take care of you. So Reish Lakish passed away, and Rabbi Yochan was was extremely hurt and extremely in pain to the point where it was affecting his his sanity. And the Gemara says, "Who's going to placate Rabbi Yochanan?" They sent Rabbi Lazar ben Padas, who was very sharp, and Rabbi Yochan would give shir and everything. Rabbi Yochanan said, "Rabbi Lazar ben Padas said, I have twenty four rayas. I have twenty four rayas. I have twenty four rayas." So Rabbi Yochan said, oh, "You're no, you ain't no Reish Lakish." When I, when I used to give Sherry, Shlokish would ask me 24 questions and I would give 24 answers. And my learning was, became sharp. You think I need a yes man? Yeah, very good rabbi, very good rabbi, very good rabbi. No, rabbis don't need compliments, they need good questions. So I know what you're thinking, you want to ask a question now. No, 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 I'm not, no, that, that, they need good questions. No, I'm just joking. But they, after the share, okay, so that, the Rabbi Yochanan says that the rabbi uh, doesn't want a yes man. He doesn't want proofs. He doesn't want defense. He wants challenge. He wants to be. Uh, he wants to be. Have to think on his feet and clarify his ideas. Be, um, the Gemara says that the bottom line is that Rabbi Yochanan began to uh, lose his sanity, and he would was mournfully crying. And he he cried, he cried, he cried until his his sanity left him. And the rabbis had to pray and Rabbi Yochanan died. That's the end of the story. So it doesn't seem to have a very happy ending. But ultimately Rabbi Yochanan was, uh, accomplished one of the greatest feats in the world of Kirov Rechaikim. And that is he made Reish Lakish a Baal Tshuva. So you say, what does this have to do with Parshas Lech Lecha? What does this have to do with the times that we're living in? Friends, this week we are introduced to a relative, to a cousin, and to someone who we still suffer for from. Right? 
There's no fight like a family fight. So obviously, our cousin Yishmael, he's in the family, and in this week's parsha, Yishmael is born, and then God comes to Abraham, and he says, guess what Abraham, I'm going to give you uh, offspring, I'm going to give you descendants, and Vayoymer Avraham El Ho'eloikim. Lu Yishmael Yechiel Fanecha. What are you telling me about descendants? If only Yishmael would live before you. And this is a very uh, frightful prayer of Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu prayed that Yishmael should live before him. Because in the Zayar we say that we have Tainus on Avraham for praying for Yishmael. Because everything that Yishmael does for us, uh, does against us is through the force and the power of the prayer of Abraham Avinu, who said, Lu Yishmael We say, Abraham, you abandoned us. Why do you pray for Yishmael? And the Psukim continue that God says to Abraham, Abraham, what do you mean? Don't worry. Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. You'll call his name Yitzchak. And I will establish my covenant with him, Lebris Oilam. And regarding Yishmael, I've listened to you. I blessed him. I made him fruitful. I made him many, very, very much. Twelve tribes he will give birth to, and he will become a great nation. So, Rapinchas Friedman, the Shrile Pinchas, this week's parsha, he asks, why did why did Avraham daven for Yishmael? Didn't Avraham know? about the Simchas Torah attack? Didn't he know about 9-11? Didn't he know about all of the atrocities that Yishmael would perpetrate in their very uh, troubled history? So why would Avraham pray for Yishmael? And number two, why is Hashem telling Avraham first Sarah will have a child. You'll call him Yitzchak. And then, regarding Yishmael, I have listened to you. I mean, the first thing on Avraham's mind is, Lu Yishmael So why is that something that Avraham responded to immediately? Okay. Interestingly, in uh, next week's parsha, Sarah tells Avraham, enough, uh, enough is enough with this kid. Get him out! 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 Whatever Sarah tells you, listen to her. <clears throat> Yitzchak will be your descendants. And don't feel bad about Yishmael. And the son of the maidservant. I've made him a nation also. Kizarachahu. He is your descendant. Targum Yonasem and Uziel has a very interesting comment. Because when you read the Pasuk, Vagamas ben ha'ama l'gayasimenu, the Torah seems to be saying, don't feel bad about Yishmael. The kid's got a future as well. But the Targum Yonasem interprets this Pasuk as criticizing Yishmael. You know what it means? Vagamas ben ha'ama l'gayasimenu. It means yas bar amsa la'am listim that the son of the maidservant he will be a nation of bandits, robbers. 
So the question is, how is that a consolation to Abraham? Don't worry about Yishmael. He will be a robber. He'll steal. Even when other countries try to send in humanitarian aid, they will take it for their purposes of terrorism. So don't feel bad about him. He's also going to be a nation. How is that a consolation that he's going to be a nation of Liston? So brace yourselves for uh, something really remarkable. One thing we encounter in the subject of Yishmael is that practically every time Yishmael comes to the scene, he is always mentioned in the context of Mayim, of water. <clears throat> he is always mentioned in the context of water. For example, in this week's Parsha, Hagar, um, an angel of God sees Hagar and by the spring, B'derek Shur. So Hagar, the Shivcha of Sarai says, where are you coming from? Where are you going? The, the angel says, and she says, well, I am running away from my mistress Sarai. So the angel says, go back to your mistress. I will increase your descendants. You're going to have a kid, Yishmael. He's going to be a para Adam. So she calls the name of God who spoke to her. Interestingly, that the first time we encounter Yishmael, he's meeting the angel, where? Ein Hamayim, by the spring, by the well. In next week's parsha, Sarah kicks him out of the house. Enough is enough. So what happens? Avram wakes up in the morning and he gives them a thermos of water and they're wandering in the desert, and the water is depleted. So again, the reference to Yishmael is in the context of water. And they're about to die of lack of thirst. And then Hashem shows them a a well of water. Uh, Rashi tells us that the reason why they were going to die of thirst is because the angel said, hey, this man is destined to kill your children in thirst, and you're going to make them see a be'er, you're going to make them see a well. And Hashem responded, look, right now he's a tzaddik. And Rashi reminds us that later on in history, when Nebuchadnezzar exiled us, we were uh, in deprivation, we were dehydrated, and the Yishma'elim came out toward us, and they gave us salty foods, and empty jugs, and we ate the salty foods, and as we try to drink the salt, the empty jugs, the static air, the stale air went into our systems, and we expired. So again, it's very interesting. Yishmael is always found in the context of water. He's always by the spring. He's always by the well. He's dying of thirst. He's being judged because he's going to deprive us of water. I'm sure... You remember the Rashi in Sefer Eoiv, in Paragvav Pasuk Yates, that the land of Yishmael is a low-lying land, and therefore water always is drawn there. In other words, 
if you wanted to know how do you find the Yishmaelite, they, they congregate in low-lying lands where the water gathers. Again, the, the connection, the association between Yishmael and Mayim. So now we have the great revelation of one of the all-time great Mekubalim, Rabbeinu Shimshain, Me'ash Japoli. He reveals to us that who exactly was Reish Lakish, this Amoira, who was a bandit and jumped after Rabbi Yochanan and turned his life around and applied himself to Taira. He was none other than the Gilgal of Yishmael ben Avraham. Reish Lakish, the Tana Reish, the Amoira Reish Lakish, was a Gilgal of, Yish, of Yishmael. And where is there any allusion to this? That is what Rabbi Yochanan said to Reish Lakish. Yada listim belista yusa. A robber always knows his his vessels of uh, weaponry. Meaning, Rabbi Yochanan was alluding to the fact that Reish Lakish was a Gilgal of Yishmael. We would have thought what possibly could have come out of Yishmael. Yishmael was um, indulgent in Metzachek, Arayos, Avedazor, And yet, Chazal tell us that he had some kind of tikkun, some kind of remedy. He was misgalgel as the great Amoira Reish Lakish. In fact, Shvilei Pinchas uh, suggests that this is something that Abraham Avinu recognized. Abraham Avinu recognized that in Yishmael lay dormant, is latent, the spark of the Amoira Reish Lakish. What do we know about Reish Lakish? The Gemara says in Sanhedrin that Ula said if you see Reish Lakish in a dream, then it's like it's like your Oikar Harim B'Toichran Zebaza. So therefore Avram Avinu prayed that Reish Lakish's spark should be released from the dark side. We know that Mesim Rishayim are considered like they're dead even when they're alive. So Avram was Mespala, Lu Yishmal Yechia. Let's bring the spark that's in Yishmal to the side of life. Let's bring him to Chayim. Let's, let's figure out how to release uh, Rishlakish from the clutches of Yishmal. And he used the Lashon of Lu, Lamid Vav. We know Rishlakish does not appear in the Mishnah, but he appears in the Gemara. How many Mesechtais are there? It's well known in Shalsachuvs Yehuda Yala Chelik Aleph Simen Aleph. He proves that the Tar Shabbat there's sixty Masechtos of Mishnah and there are thirty six Masechtos of Gemara. This is what Abraham Avinu was Mespalel. Lu Yishmael Yichiel Lefanecha. How how are we going to be able to release Yishmael um, the, the the spark of of Reish Lakish? In fact. The Shvilei Pinchas reveals on the Pasuk, Vateled Hagar, we Avraham ben, Vayikra Avram Shem Benoi, Asher Yolda Hagar Yishmael, Vayikra Avram Shem Benoi, is Gematria Shimon ben Lakish. Shimon ben Lakish, Gematria, Vayikra Avram Shem Benoi. Now, what do we know about Yishmael? Yishmael was Mitzachik. That's why Sarah wanted him out. Vatera Sarah es ben Hagar Hamitzras Asher Yolda LeAvram Mitzachek. Says the Megadim Chadashim 
Ah, with this revelation of Rav Shamshin Mashapoli, that Rish Lakish was rooted in Yishmael, and we know Yishmael had the Midah of Metzachik, therefore, that is why Rabbi Yochanan emphasized to Rish Lakish, you know, it's Asr to, to be Memale Shaik Piv Ba'ilam Hazah. It's Asr to completely laugh in this world. It's Asr. That's why Yitzchak was Yitzchak in the future. You see, Yishmael was Mitzachek, present tense. Yitzchak was Yitzachek, future tense. So, Reish Lakish particularly had to work on himself not to be Mitzachek. That's why Reish Lakish, Rabbi Yochan taught Reish Lakish, Asr loy la'adam she'yamalei s'chayk piv and therefore, Reish Lakish, in order to be Masake in his origin, he was Miyamav Leimalei Schoik Piv Ba'ilam Hazah, suggests the Megadim Chadashim. Now, Shvile Pinchas likewise says that because Yishmael was Mitzakeh, therefore to be Mitzakeh in that, Rabbi Yochanan told his Talmud, Asr La'ayla Adam Shemalei Schoik Piv Ba'ilam Hazah. And therefore, says the Shvilei Pinchas, Avraham says, Lu Yishmael Yechiel Lefanecha. He davened. He wasn't davening for Yishmael per se. He was davening for the Nitzitz HaKadosh that was in Yishmael, namely Reish Lakish. So Hashem says, Yes, I've accepted your prayer. But not that you think that Yishmael will mamish come, Yishmael, that um, Reish Lakish will mamish come from Yishmael. But and from the Zera Yitzchak, from there will be Yiskala, the Nitzutz of uh, uh, Reish Lakish. And this may be Marumas in the words of Tagum Yonasam Ben Uziel, that when Hashem says, don't worry about Yishmael, and the Tagum Yonasam uses the, the language of Fa'af Yas Baramsa La'am Listim Ashavine, that he will be like a nation of bandits. This this language of Listim is perhaps signaling the Nitzots of Reishlakish that was latent in um, Yishmael ben Abraham. Be, as a, be it as it may, we see quite a remarkable origins of Reishlakish that he was rooted. His soul was rooted in none other than um, his soul was rooted in none other than Yishmael ben Avram. But now let's take this to the next level. In last week's parsha, we read about the flood, the Mabel. We also know the Gemara in Chulin finds a remez to Moshe Rabbeinu in the Darha flood in the Darha Mabel on the pasuk Bishagam Hubasar, where the Gemara asks. Moshe min minayim. Where is there a remez to Moshe Rabbeinu in the Torah? And the Gemara says, Oh, a remez to Moshe bishagam hu basar. That's a remez to Moshe Rabbeinu. Bishagam hu basar. What's Moshe Rabbeinu doing in the Dar Hamabal? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't live in the Dar Hamabal. Why is he marumas over there? So we've spoken about this in the past. But today we're going to take it and study on a, on a new angle. There is a remarkable Zohar, a, 
uh, earth-shattering Zayar. The Zayar says, Asid Hava Moshe LeKabbalah Oiraisa Bedara DeTayfana. Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to receive the Torah in the generation of the flood. The Zayar Hakodesh says in Parshas Pinchas, Moshe was destined to receive the Torah in the generation of the flood, but because they were wicked and they didn't deserve it, it couldn't happen. But the reason why Moshe is alluded to in the end of Bereshis by the Dar HaMabal is because the Torah was supposed to be given in the Dar HaMabal. That's why it says, Bishagam Hu Basar. Million dollar question is, why would God want to give the Torah in the generation of the Mabal? I could think of better generations to give the Torah than in the generation of Ki Hishchis as Kalbasar, Kalbasar as Darkoi Al HaOretz. I mean, would Chazal say that God would want to give the Torah in San Francisco? I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that God would want to give the Torah in Times Square. So why would he have picked the Dar HaMabal? How would the Dar HaMabal have been um, an eligible generation to receive the Torah? Marv Rabbi some important background information about some of our cousins. The Gemara and Kedushin, Mamtesam and Beis, Yud Kavim Znus Yardula Oilam, Tisha Natle Arbaya. Ten measurements of promiscuity came down to the world. The, the Aravim, the Arbaya, the Bnei Yishmael, they took nine of them. I would suggest they're also good at, they're also listed. So maybe by now they already stole the tenth one also. Okay? But at least 90% of Zenus was taken by the Bnei Yishmael. And don't be fooled by the costume. Don't be fooled by the, how it seems on the outside. Anybody who knows what happened in the uh, Simchas Torah massacre knows that when they're unleashed, they, they uh, bring out all nine kav in uh, full measure. Rashi tells us the same thing. Yishma was Metzachek. What does Metzachek mean? Lashon Giloy Arayos. A Lashon of Giloy Arayos. So that is something that the uh, Bnei Arav specialize in. By the way, you know, it's interesting. We know that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu <clears throat> offered the Torah to the nations of the world, they refused. Esav says, you know, God wasn't saying the Torah. Hashem says, says don't kill. Esav said, well, you know, that's what we do with, for a living, you know. How are we supposed to keep the Torah? That's, you know, that's our pastime. Now the Sifri says that Hashem went to Amon Emoyev and Amon Emoyev says, and Hashem says, it says, and Amon Emoyev says, what do you mean? We're created through the adultery of Lloyd and his daughters. We can't accept the Torah. Then Hashem went to Yishmael and Yishmael said, what, is it, what does it say? And Hashem says, it says, and Yishmael said, nah, we can't, we can't uh, abide by that. That's the Sifri. But if you look in the Zayar HaKadosh and Parshas Balak, the Zayar says, God took it to Yishmael, and Yishmael says, and Hashem said, and Yishmael says, no, 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 no. That's our bread and butter. Now, wh- what did Yishmael mean, that's our bread and butter? If you look in the Zayar, the Zayar says, look, you blessed us by the water. Water is arayos. The fish are in the water. The fish proliferate. They have the highest birth rate. So you can't tell us loisinaf. 
So from the Zayar we see that the Yishma'elim specialize in Lysinov, and that is why they are connected to Mayim. Mayim is Arayos. That is why whenever Yishmael appears in the Torah, it's always in the context of Mayim. Let's develop this further. We know that Abraham had one bad child, Yishmael. Yitzhak had a bad child, Esav. What's the idea that the Avais each had these align that was, so to speak, not good? Mechda Melio quotes Svarim HaKadoshim. That, and the Alshech says this as well, there's a certain grime and Zuhama in the Avais from Adam Arishain, and they needed to cleanse themselves from it. So the birth of Yishmael was what we call Birurim, selecting out the refuse. The birth of Esau was selecting out the refuse. In other words, what Yitzchak is Litzad HaToiv, Yishmael is Litzad Hara. What Esau is Litzad Ha... I'm sorry. What There's Yitzchak... Excuse me. Yishmael is the Tzad Hara of Avraham. Esau is the Tzad Hara of Yitzchak. Let's explain that. What is the Midah of Avraham? Avraham's Midah is Chesed. What can I offer you? Are you hungry? Yeah. I'm hungry. So a regular person says, okay, you're hungry. Here's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Avram Avinu says, no. What would you like? How would I like? I would like meat. What kind of meat? Tongue. Hey, you have any anything to dip it in? Sure, Avram would say. I have mustard. I have the, uh, whatever you want, I will provide you with every need that you have. Almost without restraint. But there is restraint. There is some guide, there is guideline, there is, there are parameters. But Yishmael takes the Midah of Avraham and he takes it without any guidelines, without any parameters, without any restrictions. And that is why, that is the Midah of Chesed. The Midah of Chesed, without any restriction, is illicit promiscuity. That is Yishmael. We find such a language in Parshas Kedoshim. Parshas Kedoshim we find, if a man will marry his sister, the Torah says, Chesed who? Chesed? It's a chesed to live with your sister? So Rashi brings a drush that, well, if you can't live with your sister, who did Cain and Hevel marry? So God made a, did them a chesed that they were allowed to marry their sister. But the Mechdom teaches us, Chesed who? Un- Bridled kindness is Giloy Arayos. If you want to know what the root of Giloy Arayos is, unbridled kindness. Avram Avinu was a Baal Chesed, meaning he's a master of the Midah of Chesed. He knew when to use it, when not to use it, when to apply it, when not to apply it. I would humbly suggest, since Mayim is, since Mayim is the uh, Taiva and Chesed. So Avravino tells Yishmael, Yukachna me'at mayim. We need to minimize the water a little bit. It can't be unbridled. But unbridled mayim is the meat of Yishmael. Maybe that's why we had so much flooding here in New York right before the massacre. Because 
It was a premonition of what's happening with Yishmael. Yishmael is Mayim! I had my whole, my whole basement was flooded before the massacre. Yishmael is called Mayim Hazedoinim. Esav, on the other hand, is Eish. What's Esav? Ritzicha. Now here's the thing. Yitzchak's Midah is Gevura. Gevura is discipline. Discipline is very important. Discipline to stand in focus, concentration, tefillah. But excessive discipline was Esav, was Amalek. We know what excessive discipline is. Excessive discipline was Germany, 1939 to 1945. I'm talking! How dare you talk? Chop off your head! Excessive gevura is ritzicha, eish. Avram Avinu is mayim, but mayim without restraint is Yishmael. Yitzchak is eish, is gevura, but without restraint is Esav. Yishmael, Reb Chaim Vital says, is mayim hazeidonim, the torrent of water. But mayim is taiva. Taiva, unbridled Taiva. By the way, there are four klipois, Arizal says, Nachash, Saraf, Akrav, and Simain, which is Golos Yishmael, Mayim Royim, Mayim Achurim. So it's very interesting. On the one hand, Mayim is Taiva. Mayim is Chesed. Right? How do we know Mayim is Chesed? We know that um, the Gra tells us if it rains on Sukkot, it's a bad sign. Why is it a bad sign? The Gra, the Mishnah says, what is it analogous to? A master wants to drink wine, and his servant comes to dilute the wine with water. And the master pours the water in the servant's face. The Gras says, Yayin is Midas Hadin. The water is the Midah of Chesed that's coming to sweeten the Din. So when the master pours the water back in the servant's face, the master is saying, I don't want any Chesed. I want only Midas Hadin. The Yamim Noiraim are Midas Hadin. Sukkis is the Chesed that's Mamtik, the Midas Hadin. When it rains, and we can't sit in the sukkah, it's like Hashem saying, I don't want to sweeten the din. Be it as it may, we, we find a very interesting thing about Yishmael. Yishmael is always found by the water, because Yishmael is Avraham's midah of chesed, without any restraint, unbridled chesed. But here's the question, is Mayim only unbridled chesed? Doesn't Mayim portend to something else in this world? Doesn't Mayim represent something very admirable and noble, very good? Ain Mayim Ella Taira. So how is it that on the one hand, Mayim represents lust and taiva and unbridled chesed, and on the other hand, it's Taira. How about fire? Fire represents Esav, but isn't there a concept of the fire of Torah? Doesn't the Gemara say if you see a young Torah scholar get angry, the Torah is burning him up? So how is it that Torah is 
that water on the one hand represents lust and passion, and on the other hand represents Torah. It represents murder, but it represents Torah. So I want to share with you a Gemara that we're all familiar with, but this Gemara, we're going to uh, share a revolutionary approach from the Ben Chai. The Gemara in Kedushin tells us on Lama Nomad Beis, God tells the Jewish people, My son, I created the evil inclination. Bani barasi Sahara u barasi Taira tavlin. If you engage in Taira, you will not be delivered in its hand. If you don't engage in Taira, you will be delivered in its hand. Okay. So God says, I created the Yitzhahara. And the antidote to the Yitzhahara is a Taira. If you learn Taira, you'll overcome the Yitzhahara. If you don't learn Taira, you won't overcome the Yitzhahara. But then the Gemara continues. Tana Dubey Rabbi Yishmael. Beni. If the manuval, if the disgusting one, attacks you, when the Yitzhahara attacks, mashcheyu lebeis hamedrash, draw him to the beis hamedrash. If he's a stone, he will dissolve. If he's iron, he will shatter. So think about it. When the Yitzhahara comes to entice you, what does the Gemara recommend? I would have said. You know what you should do if the Yitzhahara attacks you? You should run into the Beis HaMedrash. That's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara doesn't say, Mashcheyu the Beis HaMedrash. The Gemara says, I'm sorry, the Gemara doesn't say, I would have I would have said, pull him into the Beis HaMedrash. That's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, pull him into the Beis HaMedrash. I would have said, escape to the Beis HaMedrash. Run into the Beis HaMedrash. Hide in the base medrash. Now the Gemara doesn't say you should run to the base medrash. The Gemara says schlep him to the base medrash. Why would you want to bring the Yitzhahara into the base medrash? You want to keep him out of the base medrash. What is the Gemara talking about? You ever think about these words? We're always accustomed to learning, to hearing. Yeah, if you're attacked by the Yitzhahara, so you know run to the base medrash. The Gemara doesn't say run. The Gemara doesn't say hide. The Gemara says pull him to the base medrash. What are you going to do with him in the base madrash? Okay, you ready for this next revelation? This is one of the most remarkable uh, revelations. It says the Zayar HaKadosh that Rabbi Yitzchak Rabbi Yaisi was coming from Kaputkiya Tulut. He met Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Yitzchak said, you know, I have a great idea. Why don't we remove the Yitzhahara from this world? Let's get him out of this world. Except for the time that husband and wife have to perform a mitzvah, let's take the Yitzhahara out of the world. So Rabbi Huda says we can't take the Yitzhahara out of the world. The Yetzar is needed in the world like rain. If not for the Yetzar Hara, nobody would enjoy learning. There would be no joy in learning. Without the Yetzar Hara, there would be no joy in learning. What does that mean? 
that without the Yetzirah, there would be no joy in learning. But the Gura tells us a Mishle, Taiva is the opposite of Taira. And yet the Zayar says, without the Yetzirah, there would be no joy in learning. What's going on over here? What does this mean? Comes the Benish Chai. The reason why the Gemara says that when the Yetzirah attacks you, you should pull him into the base Medrash, not that you should run into the base Medrash. No, you should channel the Yetzirah into the base Medrash. If the Yetzirah attacks, you need to draw him, channel him, utilize him in the base Medrash. If he wants you to sin with desire and lust and jealousy, don't throw him out. Bring him into the base Medrash. You'll use your jealousy to be jealous of those who are learning. You'll use your lust to be able to appreciate and enjoy Chidushe Torah. You'll have Ched Vesa This is a Zayhar that Rav Shlomo Volba quotes no less than four times. And he says people make a big mistake. Many people think there's Taiva and then there's a desire to learn. No, there are not two different things in a human being. There is one force in man. The force in man is Cheshek, desire. It could either be utilized to desire taiva, tanuge oilam hazeh, taivas nashim, or it could be utilized to plumb and enjoy the uncomparable sensation of the, the ecstatic happiness that is available in immersing in Taira. In other words, it's not that some people, you know, they just have lust for Nashim. And some people, they're very holy. They enjoy learning. It's one force in man. It's one drive. There's one drive in man. And that drive could be utilized to engage in promiscuity, or it could be utilized to enjoy the ecstasy of Taira. Rev. Volba writes, any sensation, any fantasy, any joy is available in the Torah. And we need the Yetzirah for a person to be able to fully extract from Torah its full enjoyment. A person can't run into the base Medrash and keep the Yetzirah outside. It is that very drive which gains the joy of learning. It's one drive in man. Mayim. Mayim. Yishmael uses it for Arayos. Klal Yisrael uses it for Taira. It's one singular drive. That's why Yishmael is always by the Mayim. Because they've channeled the Mayim of Abraham, unbridled chesed, to use Taiva for Taiva's Nashem. And Yisrael uses the Midah of Mayim it's one drive in man. In fact, the Gras says that it works the same way with Yitzchak. Because there's a, a force of Mayim. Mayim is Taiva. Taiva is, should, be, um, should be channeled for Taira. There's also a force of Eish. There are two elements, there are two parts of Taira. The Gras writes in Mishle that there's Halacha and Agada. 
Agada is Moshech the Lev, like Mayim. Moshech is Halev Kamayim. You see, when you channel the Taiva for Nashim to Torah, one, one uses it for plumbing the depth of Agarita. Agarita is the element of Torah that's Moshech is Libai and is the channel of, of Taivas Nashim for Torah. Then there's Eish. Eish is also could be used for Ratzicha, the Halachos of Torah. The minutia of the Halacha is the Chelek of Torah, which is Keneged, the Eish uh, of Ratzicha. That's how, so we're, we break the Yitzhar of Taiva with Agadita. <coughs> we break the Yitzhar of Ratzicha with Halacha. Throughout Tanakh, Yishmael is always found by Mayim. Mayim, Mayim gives all kinds of enjoyment. It makes things grow more. It makes things produce more. It 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 causes reproduction and proliferation. So we channel it. Kali channels it to the chervisa de shmeitza, the hana, the pleasure, the incredible ecstasy, the sensation of ecstasy available in Taira. So therefore, he writes from Tzadik HaKoyin. What if a young man sees he is so full of taiva, he's so full of lust, of passion, of desire. He may feel sully, he may feel dirty, he may feel lowly. No, says Reb Tzadik, just the opposite. He has the tools necessary to climb great heights in Torah. These drives are not dirty, they're not filthy. They're holy tools that have to be utilized, harnessed, and channeled in the right direction. Someone who has great desire for physical taiva. He shouldn't be saddened. To think, how despicable is it? He has so much desire. Adarabba, just the opposite. Hukli Muchan. He is a designated receptacle. Letoikaf Ahavas Vetchukas Drishas Ms to seek out and to desire and lust the truth. Says Rabsadakain. You think it's a coincidence that God wanted to give the Torah in the generation of the flood? Come to think of it, which generation had the tools necessary, had the kalem, had the preparation, had what it takes to reach great heights in learning? The Darham Mabul, the problem is they allowed it to be channeled for the lowest purposes, for the most debased purposes. And therefore the punishment was, Mayim Hazeidoinim, they were flooded. Because they allowed the force of Mayim, instead of be, to be used for Chedvesa Da'iraisa, they could have been the ones to receive the Torah. They should have been the ones to receive the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu was primed, Vishagam Basar, to give that generation the Torah. 
And therefore, if there is ever a generation in history that's suitable to reach great heights in Torah, it's the current generation. Because we're living, we've probably, the Arachayim HaKadosh says that in Mitzrayim we weren't able to fall to the Sharnun because we could never get out. But in the end of days, we'll be able to go beyond the Sharnun because the Torah could get us out. We live in a generation where we're surrounded by Mayim Hazedoinim, by Taiva in an unprecedented way, unbridled Chesed. And therefore we are capable of reaching the greatest heights in Limar HaTayra. And like Rav Tzadik HaKoyin writes, that being in a, in a time where there's chuka gedoyla letayvas haguf, it shouldn't make a person saddened. It shouldn't make a person feel dirtied and sullied. Adaraba, person should realize that they are capable of utilizing it for the greatest heights in learning. And that is why Yishmael, throughout Tanakh, is always found in the context of Mayim. He represents Mayim. Loisinaf, the epitome of unbridled chesed. And likewise, his great Gilgal, Reish Lakish, he sees Rabbi Yochanan, and he utilizes all his power to jump into the Mayim. He's giving in to the Koyach HaMayim. He thought Rabbi Yochanan was a woman. He tells Rabbi Yochanan, Shufrei Lenashim. But Rabbi Yochanan saw in him, Rabbi Yochanan saw in Reish Lakish, a Kli Muchan, to climb the highest heights in learning. And he said, Take your cheshek and shuka and utilize it. By the way, it's interesting when it comes to the various vessels of when they became Tame. It's interesting, Rabbi Yochanan focused on when they're purified in the fire. Rish Lakish focused on when they are sprinkled with the water. Could be that you know, Rabbi Yochanan was always focused on Eish. Rabbi Yochanan, Isha Mishem Chitzav. Rabbi Yochanan, there are many Gemaras where Rabbi Yochanan delves into the depth of Eish. Rabbi Yochanan says, if he would have been around, he would have made Tisha B'av on the 10th because the majority of the Beisleim burnt down on the 10th. Rabbi Yochanan's emphasis was on the Eish of Torah. The Eish is what is Mamayit, the Ritzicha of Reish Lakish had to work on his origins being from Mayim. Perhaps that is what Avram Avinu was trying to temper. The Kayach of Yishmael, he says, I know you're the force of Mayim, of unbridled chesed, but you, you know it has to be with restraint. In any event, it seems like the force of Yishmael in the world is unbridled Mayim. And therefore, our avoidance to counteract that is Mashcheu Lubeis HaMedrash. We have to take that force and not eliminate it, not squelch it, channel it to Chedvisa Deshmaitza, specifically Agadita. In other words, the Halachos of Torah are Mevatel Esav. The Agadita of Torah are Mevatel Yishmael.
And this is certainly worthy of uh, understanding, especially in our times. And we should be zoicha to overcome the mayim hazeidonim through ein mayim ela taira. And we should be zoicha mashcheyu lebeis hamedrash im paga becham enuval mashcheyu lebeis hamedrash. Therefore, Reish Lakish, a nitzutz of Yishmael, was always careful. Shabiyamav loimale ischoik piv ba'olam hazeh. Wishing everyone a wonderful day. Bracha v'atzlacha. Kol tov. Yeah, sure. Uh, what was the thing that uh,